You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, the results. We interview your favourite riders. It's the Always Moto Podcast. We occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If you don't like it or you don't agree with us, turn it off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 64 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan. Thanks for joining us here on the Always Moto podcast. We will be joined later in the show by the Always Moto contractor, Ben Grinley, but unfortunately, he is still looking for that paycheck. This week on the Always Moto podcast, we are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick, and we'll be going through all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport, because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. We'll be going through all things from Hangtown, and this week's round coming up at Thunder Valley for the AMA Motocross Series. That's part of that Super Motocross World Championship, and I say world loosely. But bringing us to the show today, as always, is Slamboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots, Tech 167 3D Printing. Uh, and don't forget, we'll be talking about those guys a bit more and the codes that you'll need to hear and use to get discounts on those things later in the show. We also have our Always Moto t-shirts available. They are $25 plus postage and handling. Send an email to info at alwaysmoto.com to get yours. And don't forget, we have our Always Moto PayPal account that you can direct donate to to keep this show going and to help us get more content and get to more events so that we can bring you more and more content. To find all of our supporters, follow the links in the show notes uh, or on the bio on our social media pages. But that's enough intro talk. Let's get into the show. This is Derek Kelly, and you're listening to the Always Metal Podcast. All right, we're rocking into the show. Welcome on board, Benny. How are we doing this week? I'm all right. It is the weekend. Well, for me anyway. I'm not sure about everyone else, but it is for me. Yeah, lucky bastard. We're talking on a Thursday night as usual, and it's a long weekend here coming up in Australia this weekend. I had to bump a couple of things I was trying to set up for interviews on my normal Mondays and Tuesdays because of the holiday, but uh, you're taking an extra day off, mate. You're making it a four-day weekend. Lucky bastard. Yep, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I haven't really you know, gone away or done anything lately, so... Uh, yeah, we're going away this weekend. Yeah, nice. Still going to be able to catch the round from Thunder Valley this week, mate? Or are you going to be out of signal or what's the story? No, no, I'll be uh, I'll be in range and, uh, yes, I'll be I'll be watching it. Nice work, nice work. Now, how I, I was impressed with Hangtown this week just because I like Hangtown. And I might be on that, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but Zach Osborne was putting up that it was his favourite track or one of his favourite tracks uh, in the world even, the top five. Uh, I quite like Hangtown as a, as a venue and a track. It's not probably everybody's cup of tea, but it actually looks, to me, it looked like a national this week. Last week at Parlour when I was watching it on the coverage, I didn't feel like it was round one of the nationals. I don't know, something about that layout of that track and it being flat and sort of man-made doesn't do it for me but but Hangtown maybe it's because I've been there and I've raced it but it, it looked the right looked apart for me and I don't care what anybody said about the track but it, it looked like a national this week yeah no it looked good and I think anytime that you get a track that you can see everything or nearly everything um like you were saying last week and you know from what you can see people sitting up on the hills or uh down the bottom uh we even had one of the guys in our group chat that was there on the weekend and uh sending us some footage and he was at the top and you can see right down the bottom so anytime that you've got that sort of view uh and of course you know the track is a lot better than parlor um yeah it makes for good racing I think the other thing that makes for the good racing on these more real and like the traditional national circuits that you get, you know, your Red Buds, your Buds Creeks, Hangtown, Southwick, they're big enough, wide enough, they're existing enough that the track turns into multiple lines. That's what it was missing at Parlour as well. But the viewing aspect from the spectators, that also comes into a massive effect because like that one at Hangtown, it's almost in a bit of a, 
it's not a bowl, but it's almost that way. Like it's at least a valley sort of across two sides. You can see into it heaps. And even this week with Thunder Valley, they're going to be able to see heaps as well. And you just get that crowd where it like lines the whole way around the track. Whereas I felt like at Parlour, the spectators were sort of sparse. They was they were concentrated in a couple of spots and that was it. And that's probably because they couldn't see much in, in anywhere else. But Hangtown, you can sit in a, a bunch of places and see a whole lot of the track. It's it's really cool. And and like I said, the, the track does actually come with more than one line, which always is nice in terms of a racetrack. Yeah, like I just said, you know, you, you want to be able to see everything. Um, you know, there's tracks here, um, not so much in the motocross because I haven't, to be honest, haven't really been to many, but um, you say like Winton in the V8s um, down in Victoria, you can sort of sit in one spot and see most of the whole track, whereas if you go to Newcastle down near you and it's a street circuit, you can't see anything and it's, you know, it's pretty hard to watch anything. So um, to have a good view of everything makes it a lot better. Yeah, it brings in the crowd too because they actually can see something. They don't feel like they have to sit at home and watch it on TV so they actually see what's going on. So it helps with the crowd for sure. Now, I don't know about you, but the start of this national series, it might be all the injuries but I don't feel like that the Nationals has any oomph so far. Like, kind of like nobody cares or it's just flatlining in terms of the energy level towards it. Like, I know the privateers are probably loving it, but I just don't feel like there's the oomph yet in terms of everybody's energy levels. How many people would you like to see back before you think there comes some becomes the oomph that's <laughs> as you call question, it actually i don't know maybe it's just a couple of key people but like the fact that like someone like ac's riding around in like fifth sixth, whatever it was that he ends up there and he's like 50 seconds behind him 50 seconds in front of him there's nobody like that just doesn't feel like it's an actual race you know that's more like you know you've got a bunch of uh you know different level riders at a club event and they all sort of spread out after the first two corners like that's sort of where this is at at the moment and i don't feel like that's bringing the energy to it so maybe we need some more like we probably need three or four top 10 guys to come back into the mix here to make it a bit more energetic at least in the 450s the problem is we seem to be losing more people as well so you know the 250 class has lost two guys for this weekend at least the 450 we've got to wait a couple to see if they all recover after that first turn crash but yeah, just there's no oomph for me. It's my, maybe it's my catchword for this this show. It's there's no oomph. Yeah, well, I mean, you only need to, you know, like you said, there's a big gap between AC and the rest, and then there's a big gap behind AC. Um, you only need to look at some of those names that are behind him to, you know, that shows where your oomph has gone. You know, those people should be probably a little bit further back. Um, but, you know, they're right up there getting top 10s and, you know, good on them. They're making, you know, making some good money while they're at it. But, yeah, once the other blokes come back, um, they're going to probably shuffle backwards a bit. And even AC, I think when you add a few more guys in, I think he'll, you know, not that he can help it with his arm problems and stuff, but I think he'll, you know, be more where he was in Supercross towards, you know, seven, eight, nine um, in that area. Yeah, it's... I don't know, there's just something about this season that just sort of doesn't feel like a like a normal one so far, and it's just obviously the injuries. But we, we'll touch on it now because I mentioned it before, but that that first turn crash for the second motor there for the 450s, I don't know how lucky Harlan is, but that was chaos heading into that first corner. He is very lucky there was hay bales there. Otherwise, that would have been a... A very hard hit. Uh, he probably would have ended up in the crowd. Who knows? Um, There's a still shot of it, and he's like just literally like a floating body sideways. Like the bike's long left him, and he's just floating straight through, like head first almost to the um, to the hay bales. It's yeah, I, he, he got real lucky. Yeah, and I mean, he just and after that, you can just see him sitting there on the hay bale. <laughs> you know, just you can tell he's not happy. It was um, like two laps and, or something. Yeah, he's still showing up there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and there was you know, it's not just him. There's so many other people in that. Um, I think they're lucky that 
most of them walked away, you know, unscathed. But, yeah, I wouldn't have liked to have been a passenger in that, uh, well, for him, that flight anyway, because yeah. <laughs> that's what he was doing. He was flying. That's a good description, actually. Yeah, that flight. Yeah. I think that was in the end, I think it was five or six um, DNFs from that particular incident. Um, I think it was five, actually, if I remember correctly from my uh, reaching. I was reaching out to all of them to check if they're all okay and, yeah, there's a, f- a couple on. One's on concussion protocol. One's just a bit sore. You know, uh, it was a it was a wild thing to see. But um, yeah, chaos. Anyway, now the the one thing that's been pretty consistent, at least for these first two rounds so far, because I feel like the first round of motocross or supercross is hard to use as a guide for how the series is going to go. But the one consistent thing has been, if your last name's a, last name starts with Lawrence you pretty much have been at the front of the pack in both rounds so far. Yep, and uh, we're not going to complain about that, are we? As Aussies, it's, I'm, uh... I'm loving it. It's, <laughs> it's awesome from that side of things. It just sucks that they're not like Hunter more so than Jet. Hunter's obviously got a bit more competition in his class at, at present. It's great for Jet that he's winning. I just wish he was doing it like he did in that second moto at Parlour where he you know, put, it to, put it to Sexton, but obviously Sexton's not there at present. Yeah, and um, uh, I'm not sure if we'll have him back this weekend either. But yeah, it's you know, Jet's just it's just Jet. Uh, you know, we talked about it last week. I don't think there's anyone that's going to come close. And then you get Chase out, and you know, it sh- it showed that there's not really there's not really anyone there. And um, you know, I think uh, AP was catching up to him in that second moto. Uh, and he just, you know, saw that and just put a next good lap down and, you know, he was there was a big gap there again. So, um, uh, yeah, he's not even riding to his full potential. No, he's definitely not because he, he literally was just watching that, that pit board, I reckon, looking at the gap and going, oh, yeah, it's still five seconds, it's it's still six seconds or whatever it was at the, each time he looked at it. And when he started seeing it go the wrong way, he's like, oh, yeah, right, watch this. Yep. <laughs> Here's two seconds back, you know. So, yeah, he's definitely got plenty in the tank. And it just would have been nice to see him actually get stretched a little bit to make those things win. But, yeah, they're, they're boys, they're consistent, 3-1 and 1-1, both motos, uh, uh, you know, both both rounds for the for the boys. It's, it's pretty good. We'll have to see if they can continue this in the Thunder Valley this week. Obviously, things are going to be a little bit different. It'll be more, probably more of a challenge for Hunter more than anything because of the, the potential power difference and maybe the Star Boys with their extra horsepower that they always seem to have will, will give him a bit more of a run. Uh, but I can't see anybody getting anywhere near Jet this weekend at Thunder Valley. No, and you, uh, you sent a, uh, a picture in our... Always Moto group chat about uh, how many laps he had led uh, in yeah. the first round, and uh, which was sixty-two. And this is uh, what was it from the MX reference yeah. um, page? They did a nice thing. MX reference page. Yeah, and it so it says that you know they're the only two riders to lead every lap um, of the first two rounds of 450 Pro Motocross since 2004. So it hasn't been, uh, with 62 laps, it hasn't been done that often. So uh, if he, you know, does a few more this weekend, um, yeah, who knows, who knows how long he can keep going for. Well, that's it, isn't it? Like if he if he keeps starting the way he's been starting, and well, and he didn't even get the whole shot this week, but he somehow ended up in the lead after that first right-hand corner, which is corner two on Hangtown track, he somehow managed to just pop out in front of everybody and just disappeared. So if he keeps doing that, you can't see why he's not going to just have more laps led and more race wins. Like, he's surely, short of a, you know, major catastrophe, he's probably going to break that record for the first three rounds that they that they had for um, most laps led and, and best start to a rookie season. So have to see how far he can take it, really. That's sort of the only thing that's it's stopping him is to see where it goes, you know, if he makes a mistake himself sort of thing. So we'll see how it works out. But, yeah, it's going to be awesome to, to watch again this weekend from that side of things. Um, but, yeah, like you said, as an Aussie fan, can't complain at present. Things are looking pretty good. You've got two, two people to cheer for in both classes. It's a good time to be an Aussie moto fan. Yeah, and it's been a while. Um, 
you know, it's been a while since we've had someone to um, to cheer on. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll take it for as long as it comes. Yeah, definitely. Now, we, we were going to sort of start touching on some World Supercross things, but we're not going to actually do that. We're going to actually leave all of it. We're putting together a World Supercross preview show, and that's going to come out on Tuesday the 27th uh, of June. Yeah, that's Aussie time, so it'll be, what's that, Monday the 26th um, in the U.S., but yeah, we're going to put all that stuff together. So all our thoughts on the World Supercross, we're going to have try and get in a few interviews lined up. Uh, we're going to put all that together in a separate show just for the World Supercross. So look for that here in a little bit. Now, while I've got it too, uh, we're going to do a Tech 167 read. So Tech 167 is a 3D printing company that's making some special parts for the motorcycles out there. Uh, the one and my favorite one at the moment is the funnel that is a threaded funnel so you can screw it straight in the oil filler cap now benny if you had a bike you would actually need one of these this is pretty cool yeah i think we talked about it the other day and i said that i wish i'd had one when i had a bike um just to stop that mess that <laughs> i always used to make uh, more oil on the floor than in the bike um but yeah no it's a brilliant idea yeah they work really really well and and the guys at tech 167 they've got that Promo code for us Always Moto listeners, um, and you won't hear it or read it anywhere else. It's Always Moto at checkout to save. And they've got a few other pieces. They've got all sorts of different pe- bits and pieces that you can use for maintenance schedules. Um, you know, they've got little lock-on bits for your clamps. They, they're they able to make just about anything. If you've broken something that's a bit of a plastic piece on your bike, like a fitting, let them know. They can actually basically design it and print it for you so yeah something worth worthwhile keeping in mind but tech 167 is a pretty cool little company going on there so yeah have to uh have to keep an eye on that and all obviously show notes below in the show or in our social media um bio you'll be able to get the links to to all of the show supporters there now benny let's jump into uh our always motor fantasy league on pulp mx how was your week in fantasy mate uh, it was actually pretty good, to be honest. I'm not going to complain. Well, you uh, did beat me this week. I'm, I was surprised. Yeah, uh, I picked. I, it was tight. I was surprised. I was. I was, <laughs> I, I was surprised at one point too. Don't worry. Uh, I picked Hunter for the FFL, and last week I picked Justin Cooper. And yeah, you know my luck. Cooper got the uh, FFL this week and Hunter did not. So <laughs> I lost uh, lost out seven points. And if I'd got those seven points, uh, sh- you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, uh, I would be beating you in the standings too. But I'm not. You're in front of me again. Yeah, but it's pretty damn tight. We're both – we're literally we're, – we're, we're tied on our own scores. We're, we're doing horrible in the league so far. We're in 53rd and 54th. I'm on 802 and you're on 799. So it's pretty tight – for the motocross so far, but I think, I think that's actually something you've brought up that I haven't considered yet. Is that first of the finish line? I haven't done it, and I should be doing it for the four fifties with Jet. I've, I've, that's something I should be doing. That's an easy seven points right now. Yeah, it is. I think you know you can't, um, you know you can't not do it. It's just you know he's got everyone so far. Mm. Um, and so yeah, you've and I did it uh, the first round as well. So that's you know that's fourteen points between two weeks. Um, actually, no, I think it's more. I think it's fifteen. It's fifteen. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, you definitely need to be doing it. Yeah, got to get on board with that. Now, we'll quickly, I'll let you get your team up and ready to talk about what we had for Hang uh, for Hangtown there. But uh, I'll just make a quick note. If you want to be eligible for the prizes in our league, you need to have emailed fantasy at alwaysmoto.com. Uh, we have got um, we've got some extra prizes going off last week and this week. We haven't been able to get in contact with any of them because they haven't emailed us. We've been trying to track them down, but we look like we might have to pass these on again. We'll have to see how it goes after this week's podcast if anyone gets in touch. But our parlor winner was Jplant91, and that was for the Michelin uh, motorcycle tubes. But Jay Plant, you need to get in touch, buddy. Otherwise, we're going to lose out on the prize. And our random prize position, which was the Rip Clear Australia Universal Lens Kit, uh, was for 46 last week and it went to Mall Rats 2LC. But again, Mall Rats, we, we can't get in touch with you, buddy. Um, you need to get in touch with us. If we don't hear from you by the time the round 
kicks off this weekend at Thunder Valley, we're going to put those prizes back into the pool for the next week. So, um, yeah, get in touch. If, you, if, you, if anyone listening knows who those people are, send them a message, get, send them our way, and we can get them out to them. We really want to give these prizes away. We don't want to be holding on to them. Um, they're for the league players, they're, you know, to support the league. We want to keep giving them away. So make sure you get in touch and send that email in so that we can get get to you direct we don't have to f- try and find out who you are um just just painful on our end as well but uh one other thing little housekeeping thing for the always motor fantasy league if you want to get in our fantasy league group chat you just need to send myself a dm or benny a dm you can send it to always.moto on instagram or grino g-r-i-n-o 22 on instagram and we can add you to that league we've actually added one more to, the, to that chat this week which is awesome he's jumped in there um, but yeah, anybody else out there listening wants to be a part of that league, make sure you send us a DM and you can join in the fun. There's m- not just fantasy league talk. We, we're just passing around all the moto content that we can uh, to keep everybody up to date. Now, Benny, talk me through your team from Hangtown. Uh, right. Well, I had um, a very unfortunate Jeremy Martin. Uh, yeah, that didn't go Lucky he got me some- no, lucky he um, got me some points in that first race. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather him have a nice arm than me have uh, points. So that's, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, I had Levi Kitchen, who gave me 50 points. Uh, Preston Kilroy, not really sure what happened to him, but he got me 28 points. And Hayden Deegan got me 50 points. So uh, my 250 team wasn't that great. Uh, wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah, it does not doesn't sound too good. So for my two fifty team, I'm going to start out. I when I was looking at this team on early on Sunday morning, like I woke up early when we were at the track. Um, I was checking out my team. I saw I had picked Max Volan on on our podcast for my uh, All Star, and when I saw the qualifying times, I thought, Ah, nah, he'll be sweet. But I had a little bit of reservation, and I went back and checked it, and I almost changed it, and I didn't. And I probably should have because he only got 29 points. But that was his home track. I don't know what's going on with Max Volan, but his results do not add up at the moment. Second in the first moto at Parlour, and then he's done. Like, he obviously had a crash or got caught up, I think it was, in, in the second moto. But I would have thought he was a lot better at, at Hangtown, but he wasn't. So, anyway. Um, but I did all right with Derek Kelly. He got 54 points. Talon Hawkins got 58 and a bit of a disappointment, um, Jet Reynolds, only 22 points, was my other so-so 250 rider. Now, 450s. Benny, where'd you go for 450s? Um, so I went Ryan Surratt, got me 58 points. Nice. Uh, I, went, I went with Jet. Uh, I was going to go with AP because uh, he had a lot bigger handicap, but I'm, you know, I, he had a few problems, I think, in that second moto, so... I didn't go there. Uh, so, yeah, Jet got me 50. Romain Pape, which I think I said on the podcast last week, got me a nice 100 points. I so I will take Pepe that. Too. That was a good points haul. <laughs> and uh, Brandon Ray got me 78 points. I'd heard through the week somewhere that it was his home track. Um, so I just went for it. And, uh, yeah, 78 points from him and, yeah, 15 points for Jet's FFL. Now, you should have got four, four points for Brandon Ray because if you, when you're here later in the emergency department, he actually has got a bit of a shoulder issue that he's dealing with and he faded back in that first moto. So you could have had a lot more points from him too. So unlucky on Brandon Yes, Ray. I was I was watching him just slowly fade down with two laps to go and I was not impressed. No, it didn't go well there for him at the end of that moto. But anyway, not too bad. 78 is still better than... Uh, so I had Tyler Stepik who got me 32. So I would have rather to had B-Ray than uh, Tyler Stepik. But anyway, uh, so I had Stepik at 32. I had Christopher Prabula at 50, which I think he was one of the ones that didn't finish Moto2, um, which sucks. I had Roman Pape with 100. And I picked Jet Lawrence as well. I looked at it and went, well, with Sexton out, he's guaranteed to win. Um, I'm taking that, that option while it's pretty obvious and he's not a minus on the handicap. So... Yeah, we've got the 50 points maxed out for him, which was awesome. But I dare say he's going to be in the negatives this week when the tips, when the handicaps are finally released. And now we won't be actually able to go through our uh, picks for this week because the handicaps aren't out. And why aren't the handicaps out, Benny? 
It's because the AMA hasn't got their entry list out yet. So the guys can't actually put together any of their handicaps just yet. So we're screwed on our content for, for, the, for the weekend, uh, for making our tips. Uh, so we have to cut it short, mate. W- what are we going to do now? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Dave. <laughs> but one thing I will say, <laughs> I will say I heard uh, on another podcast today that it might be a mutter. So just keep that in mind. Um, obviously, we'll all be pick, picking our teams before, um, you know, we, you know, we'll probably watch qualifying and whatnot, so we'll know what the track's like. But, yeah, just it's uh, yeah possibly going to be a mutter for those people that make a team and don't look at it again. Um, yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's an interesting thing, especially for some of us Aussies, obviously, we're picking it the night before and potentially not getting up to check and change it. So, yeah, you might want to consider that when you're making those tips. Now, out of curiosity, Thunder Valley, the race day live starts at 2 a.m. Eastern Australian's time uh, and racing kicks off at 5 a.m. So it will be pretty early. So lots of people might be making those tips in advance. Um, just might need to consider that when you're looking at, at it for Thunder Valley this week. But there is actually a couple of movements as well from, from 250 to 450. Um, I heard that Garrett, Garrett Marchbanks is actually moving up to a 450 this week for the Club MX Yamaha team. So you're going to have to check that entry list pretty closely to try and find those hidden gems for, uh, for the get max points out of your fantasy tip this, this week. Now, while we got it, uh, thanks to all those Fantasy League sponsors as well. It's been a great to have these prizes on board and the extra people that we have brought in for the motocross season. Thanks to Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Helltech Australia, Bolt Everywhere, Ripclear Australia, Ryko Australia, Bendix Australia, and Zach Zanesco Motorcycle Repairs. Did I get it right this week? Hey, yeah, he's got it. I was practicing all afternoon before, before we came on, trying to get it right. So, yeah, thanks, for, thanks to all the sponsors there. Uh, it's awesome to have you all on board. Now, I think that's all we got, Benny. Anything else before we take a quick break? Well, I'm going to throw Curveball. not so much you, but your, your wife might not be happy with this but <laughs> and the kids, but tell, tell us how their racing went on the weekend. Oh. Yeah, right. Well, we went to uh, <laughs> we went to what's called the Dirt X Series here, uh, and it's run by um, Borker Mills Motorcycle Club, and it goes to all different venues. We were at Nara on the weekend. It wasn't actually too cold. I thought it was going to be worse, um, but it was all right. Uh, my I've, my little man is in the nippers, so he just cut laps like crazy. They actually had a separate track for them on the weekend, which was awesome, and he did so many laps he fell asleep basically as he got in the car. So it was a nice quiet trip for him. Uh, my daughter is in the 65s class and only just learning. So she was running around at the back of the pack, but it's nice to see her progressing, which is awesome. Um, she's getting, you know, she's only a couple of months on a clutch bike. Um, so she's still learning all those intricacies of, you know, taking off quickly, not stalling it. When she does stall it, she's got to figure out how to get it into neutral and, and start it again as everybody's, everybody's experienced at some point. So she's, uh, She's learning, which is awesome. Had a few comments from some of the other dads on the line that were impressed that she was out there giving it a go, which is nice to see. Um, and then the wife, well, she's probably the only one running two classes at that venue. She's running the over 35s with where I would normally be, and she's running in the women's as well. Uh, but she's got a bit of a shoulder injury from the last round, so she was only running around in fourth or so in the women's class, which is still... Pretty reasonable considering that she's got a sore shoulder at the moment. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. It's, uh, yeah, good that everyone had a had a decent weekend. Yeah, no, it was nice. Um, the kids, it's something that is nice from uh, these, ven- these events being just a one-day thing. You head down on the Saturday sort of, you know, lunchtime or so and you can, you can camp out. You know, we had a little fire the night before. The kids are really enjoying the family time and the camping side of things. So it's... It's not just about the racing. Obviously, they're learning skills and stuff on the bike, but they're enjoying the camping side of things too. So, it's um, yeah, it's been 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 good times. Actually, you know, getting back out, they're old enough to do these things now. Um, they weren't obviously old enough to be on bikes and all riding and stuff. It just sucks that I'm I'm not at that point yet. You know, it should be the four of us out there on the track, but it's only three for the time being. I'm just the uh, pit bitch, as we say in our family around here for the moment. <laughs> 
That's all right. Uh, I don't think you're in any rush to get back on anyway. No, not just <laughs> Would yet. Would you mate. be? Not just yet. But we are no. doing. We've done a few laps here and there, but um, not on the racetrack just yet. We're not quite strong enough for that. So we'll, we'll get there when it's time. But uh, we've got Redbud yeah. coming up here soon, man. I just got to make it in one piece to Redbud. That's that's my aim for the next few weeks. I got uh, was it just over, just over two weeks until I'm uh, on a plane to Redbud. So yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll uh, see that always moto gas gas lined up for qualifying. Will we practice? And <laughs> maybe sneak it in there. Yeah, right. I'll put it on the. I'll put it in the in the carry on, shall I? And uh, yeah, we'll just roll yeah. it out and see if anybody notices. Uh, that's all right. That's good. Uh, all good. All right, man. Anything else, or we leave it there for now? Uh, no, one thing I will say: uh, if you've got TikTok, YouTube, um, any of those, uh, go on and uh, have a look at Dave's Force Accessory review. Uh, we posted it up last night. I posted it on TikTok, and um, it's quite interesting. So, yeah, if you haven't been on a YouTube or a TikTok, go on there and have a look. And there's a few other things just than that, but. Uh, yeah, that's the newest video, so go and check it out. Can I just ask, interesting because I'm just, just randomly awkward or interesting because I actually did a good job? What do you mean? You did a good job. <laughs> I wouldn't be getting in front of a camera like that. So, yeah, no, you did a good job. That's all right. I suck it in while I suck the dad body in while with the cameras rolling. So, you know, <laughs> short takes. <laughs> uh, all good. All right, guys, let's take a quick break here on the Always Moto podcast. We'll be back with more. I'm Kyle Greeson, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Thanks for sticking around on the Always Moto Podcast. And we are jumping into the emergency department to talk about all the injuries that are happening in the moto scene at the moment as we head into this weekend's race at Thunder Valley. Let's jump into the emergency department. The emergency department. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. You don't want to be on this list ever, ever, ever. But unfortunately, all these guys seem to end up on it at some point. And it just seems to be that this list is awfully crowded at the moment uh, and getting, you know, unfortunately worse. It's not improving at this stage. We were meant to be starting to get some guys coming back. It doesn't look like that's going to happen at this stage. Uh, but we've added a couple more guys to the list after, after Hangtown. So let's run through this list. Things to note at the start of this show. Uh, we're going to start off with Scott Meshi, that privateer 411. We checked in with him. He managed to sprain an ankle uh, in Moto 1, but still managed to ride Moto 2 at Hangtown, which is good, but he is a bit sore. He probably has a bit of swelling in that ankle, uh, and he might be benefiting from some recovery this week. Now, how would you recover from a swollen ankle? You've got to manage that swelling down, whether you're doing lots of icing, submersion, Maybe you're using something like the endurance recovery boots that we've advertised here on the show for a little while now. Those uh, air pressure boots where they uh, got compartments that you know compress the areas along the leg, help move that swelling back centrally to the body to have it reabsorbed and removed. Um, they would do a quite nice job there. That endurance recovery boots. So maybe they should. Maybe Scott. We maybe should put Scott in touch with him. They can. He can use the uh, always moto and lowercase at checkout and save on those endurance recovery boots. Maybe maybe he's already got some other methods, but uh, that's what he would need to be doing to get that swelling down. Brandon Ray on his Instagram this week pointed out he was running really nicely at Hangtown Moto One, but then had a bit of a drop off and not so well in Moto Two. He's dealing with a bit of a shoulder injury now. We've reached out to Brandon, but we haven't got a detailed responses yet um, so we can't bring you too much about that but i'd probably be avoiding him from a fantasy per view uh, fantasy purposes at this stage uh, so the always motor fantasy league there on pulp mx i probably wouldn't be picking him uh, it just doesn't sound like things are going really well for brandon ray chase sexton this is the interesting one obviously everyone heard about chase coming into late into um, hangtown that he was not going to be there the crash that he had at parlor was brought up the fact that he had another crash on the Tuesday during the week in a practice crash, I believe also at Parlour, and then also finding out that he wasn't feeling all that flash and he's been diagnosed with mono, kind of just confuses the, the, the situation, right? Like, one, let's look at that crash at Parlour in qualifying. If you watch how he gets up, and yes, he does contact his head on the ground as he, as he crashes, you watch how he gets up, he's dazed, and you can't tell me otherwise that he wasn't. 
He's slow. He's a bit not coordinated on his feet. He gets the bike up and then he keeps going. All that sits to me that if we had a better concussion protocol and an independent body watching these things on some replays, they can show that on TV. Why can't they get that to a guy in a truck as a medical review point? Maybe Chase doesn't even race pile of one because of that. Maybe he's on protocol earlier. But then to have another crash on Tuesday, two days later, and then get a concussion, was that a fact of the concussion that potentially a low-grade concussion that happened at the race day in qualifying the two days earlier? We'll never know because we don't get that information. We don't also get that scrutiny of our concussion protocol in moto at this stage. It just points out to me that all of this is a problem with our concussion protocol that we talk about all the time here on the Always Moto podcast. It comes up too often. We've had way too many concussions in the last year to two that are just a bit questionable for me and how they've come back and how quickly they've come back, aka Dylan Ferrandis this year with the Daytona crash that we spoke about on last episode of the Always Moto podcast. There just needs to be a bit of a review into this concussion protocol for me. That's what I would like to see happen and we'll find out a bit more about it. I'm going to try and track down the uh, Alpine Star medical guys when I get to Redbud uh, this year as we're heading over there in person. So we might find out some more later then. Robbie Wageman is on the injured list. He also crashed before Hangtown. He managed to separate his shoulder. Now, for anyone who doesn't understand what a separated shoulder is, that's where the collarbone meets the shoulder blade and you end up with the collarbone sticking up at the end. There's a ligament that holds that down. But unfortunately, when you impact that, it sort of pushes the collarbone up, stretches the ligament or tears that ligament. Now, depending on how bad that is, depends on how long it takes to get back. Minor strain, one or two weeks. bit more of a strain, so grade two three to four complete tears, usually a six-week repair. It's not usually something that requires surgery, but it is something that requires time and a bit of rehab. So he'll be out probably for a few weeks. Um, depending on the severity, you know, I would expect him back around that red bud because that's a week after the break. So we got four races in a stretch, then a week off. So that's going to be where I see people starting to come back into the series if they've got an issue at this point in time, kind of like Robbie Wageman. We checked in with Max Sanford as well. He was in that first-turn pile-up that everybody saw in that Moto2 450 race. He's okay. He's got a bit of whiplash, so it's sore neck. Uh, but he claims that his yoga and his flexibility work that he does pretty regularly has saved him with that crash. And look, that's probably a fair uh, assessment on his part. But also, too, it's just something that you know you can sort of get out of if you're fit and healthy. These things don't affect you as badly when you do crash if you are in that fit, healthy, flexible position. So that general general health and well-being just assists those things in everyday life. All right, let's move down the list a bit further here. Out, out following injuries at Hangtown. Obviously, we've got Jeremy Martin, the number six on that Club MX Yamaha. Anyone who hasn't seen his crash uh, in that first or second turn there, the right-hander at Hangtown on the opening lap, where he pops his arm out, you can see it break, and then unfortunately he gets run over as well on that arm, which would not have helped anything. He's going to be out for some time. He's already had surgery. We don't know the exact details. It's, it's talked about a dislocated wrist, elbow, fractures as well. So there's a combination of all that floating around in there. Uh, it's not going to be pretty for a couple of, couple of months for, for J-Mart. This might be the end of his season in terms of motocross. Maybe, he, he's, maybe he's got enough points to qualify for Sumo motocross and he can get back in time for that. We'll have to wait and see how it all goes. And once we know more details on what was actually injured, in the crash as well will determine, obviously, how long we can predict him to be out. But shitty situation for J-Mart. Wanted to make it through Supercross, and he did that finally. Then he goes out second round at Motocross after having a shocker at the first round. It wasn't wasn't how it was meant to be for J-Mart. Michael Moseman, basically that same straight, crashed as well. Uh, he was right in front of J-Mart as, as J-Mart went down, but then managed to crash himself not very far after that. Now... Conflicting information. We don't have any confirmation at this stage from the team or from Michael. And I've spoken about this before. TLD and Michael Mosman are very terrible at getting out this information until right before the next race, if at all. We suspect there's a concussion there, which would then go with his history from the previous things with his neck injury as well this season, last season. So this is going to be probably a couple of weeks for Michael before he is back in action. Again, he might be one of those ones that's at that red bud point because there's been a week off. And that's about three weeks away. So I have to wait and see how it goes for Michael and if we get some more information. Now, just a funny little point here. I was checking, as I always do after these races, I check through all the results to see who's a DNF and a DNS and all those sorts of things to see if there's any irregularities and why they might have done that. So I reach out to them. 
And I noted that um, Michael Moseman and, and Jeremy Martin were both DNSs on the AMA results sheets for Moto2, which is quite funny because they both clearly started the race. But uh, it's, an, it's one of those never-change AMA situations that we, uh, we hear about from other media sources. And we're starting to tag onto the back of that as well because we're starting to see this more and more as we look into the results and the injuries as, as things come along. All right, making your return this week. I've only really got one, and it's not really a massive return, but Chris Kiefer's set to come back for um, for Thunder Valley this week. He obviously had that rib injury at Parla when he was trying to qualify for the National, but he raced Loretta's last week at the Parla um, area qualifier, so he's all good at this stage. There was, again, with him, with some conflicting information about what he actually did Cracked, broken, fracture, they all mean the same thing when we're talking bones. Um, don't, don't mess it up. Uh, but there's potential that he just might have um, sprained the joint between the rib and the, ver- and, and the vertebrae or maybe he did some rib cartilage. Again, you can't rely on a moto guy to give you accurate information unless it's me, I'm a physio, different story. But he's back racing this weekend. That's the main part of the story you need to know. All right, some updates from the recovery path. Justin Barsha was meant to be starting to come back on the bike, but it sounds that he's had some setbacks. Not sure what that means at this stage, but it doesn't sound fantastic. Maybe maybe he's had a little tip over. Maybe he's just had some pain. We're not sure, but he's not coming back just yet, so we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Justin Rodbell still having issues. We talked to him on the show a couple of months back, mid-Supercross season, about his Achilles tear in November. We, we reached out to him when he didn't show up at Parlour and he said he's still having issues with his Achilles, which means maybe he rushed that recovery a little bit. Maybe it wasn't quite as strong as he thought. I don't know the exact details. We're waiting on a little bit more information back from Justin, but um, at this stage, we don't know when he's going to return, but I dare say he's going to, at worst, want to be back for his home race at Bud's Creek. But you just don't know with Achilles. If he hasn't quite got the... the uh, if he hasn't quite got the... Recovery going well enough, he might not be able to be back at all. We'll have to wait and see. But that kind of then gives us a bit of a, an insight into the recovery time frame for Eli Tomac that he's going to be going through. He also tore his Achilles tendon in May in that second last Supercross round. Now, with Justin Rodbell, his recovery, his injury happened in late November. So he is now six or so months post-injury and still not racing. That then puts Eli's timeline, if he had it in, he had it in May... That's going to put him back at about October to start coming back at best. But that six to nine months that I usual recovery time frame that I mentioned for an Achilles puts him in the window of about October to January. So that really puts him up in the air as to making it back in time for Supercross in 2024, which I already stated in previous episodes when I was talking about Eli's injury. How that looks in the in the long run, we don't know. There's been no more updates from Eli at this stage. Things are just obviously in that early, early recovery time frame. He's probably only maybe just even got stitches out and been able to. Um, he's still in a. He'd be still in a boot at this point. There's a a, a very long period of un unloading of that thing you can't put any load through the achilles whilst it's recovering because it takes so much weight through it it can tear real easy it's real flimsy at this this point in time it's not very strong so he'll be working on the rehab side of things justin rodbill obviously was working on it maybe still working on it but these are the things that they these recovery exercises particularly for that ankle this is where that slant board that we talk about on always moto would come in all the time uh, really handy the ability to work on an angled platform and do your calf raises and do your lunges in an angled position, changes the load, allows eccentric control to come into effect uh, and just makes the exercises be done in a different manner that then prevents you from further issues down the track because you're strengthening in a longer range of motion than you would be without it. So that slant board from slant board guys, really effective piece of equipment. It's very simple. It's very cheap it's easy to use you can customize it you can get ones with hooks on it for putting bands on as well you need to check out slant board guys girls guys and girls out there it's a very useful piece of equipment and that always moto in lowercase checkout saves you and also gets us a cut because we've got affiliate deal in place and maybe we should put eli and justin in touch with these guys to get one for them but uh it would be very useful for an achilles recovery that's for sure so check it out those guys they're linked in our show notes as well all right, that is our emergency department updates at this stage. They obviously keep an eye on our social media pages to see any new inf- information that comes out that we find out about before race day on Saturday at Thunder Valley. 
But let's flip over. We're going to do a Dave's diatribe in this episode as well. And it's to do with injuries as well. Check it out. Ready? This is Dave's diatribe. What's a diatribe? A diatribe is a forceful and bitter attack against someone or something. So keep your head down. You might be next. Who could be next? You never know who's going to be next. And look, this week's Dave's Diatribe, it's a little bit close to my heart. It's about injuries and about reporting them and probably the reason why I'm here in front of you reporting on them right now. It's the fact that when I was looking at these injury reports a few years ago from different media sources, I couldn't make heads or tails of what they were talking about for the injury, let alone the fact that I thought that they were looking at the wrong thing. Maybe they weren't watching the same thing I was watching. But the one that gets me jacked up all the time is when you hear on... One coverage over here that the injury is a head injury. And then you hear on the other coverage over here that it's a shoulder injury. Guys, what the f are we looking at? Honestly, we've watched the same crash. The guy gets up and walks away. How do we end up with two different things? You've spoken to the teams. You've spoken to the riders. How do you get two different things? I watch it. I get one thing. That's how it works. You, if you understand the process of the injury and how things occur, and the, what to symptoms and signs to look for as they get up and walk off to, sit, to adjust what's been impacted, you can work it out. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't talk about it, <laughs> all right? It's as simple as that. If you need help with your injury information, give me a call. I know what I'm talking about. I do this stuff for a living. You guys write stories about motor riders, which I do as well, but I'm a bit of a hobbyist at that, so I don't claim to cover that side of things. I cover the injuries in the sport, hence... This is called the emergency department on the, uh, that we do for Always Moto. But this is a Dave's diatribe, and I don't like the fact that you guys can't get it right. So give me a call. I would love to help you out. Maybe there's no judgment if you give me a call. I'll just give you the answers. I'm happy to help. Maybe I can be your go-to injury guy. That would be a novel idea, eh? Give me, give me a shot. Give me a go on those things. We can help you out a lot more than you, than you realize, and you won't sound like such a twit to anybody who has any medical information in the background to actually that they understand because you sound pretty silly when you talk about these things if you listen to a couple of different media outlets. So give us a call, guys. Stop stop guessing when it comes to injuries. Stay in your lane. I'll stay in mine. I'll help you out if you need it. All right, that's Dave's diatribe. Let's take a quick break here on the Always Moto podcast. That's it for the YouTube video. Um, check it out on YouTube. Subscribe, like, follow, all that, whatever it is you do over there on YouTube. Um, but make sure you're following us so that you can keep up to date. All right, we'll take a quick break. Hi, this is Dylan Woodcock, riding for All South CMH Stunt Flying Privateer Team, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. All right, guys and girls, let's jump into our weekly product inspection highlight here on the Always Moto podcast. And you might have seen our uh, new product release that we have helped launch with Force Accessories this week over on fullnoise.com.au and over on our YouTube channel with that new video. It's the one-piece rear discard from Force Accessories. It's all new from these guys. Uh, it's never been done by these guys before. They've had a discard that was a clamp-on version, but this is now a one-piece setup, and it's super, super super worthwhile uh it's a very good product no more clamp on discards it's all one piece the caliper mount is replaced by this guard and the mount is now integrated to the guard making it stronger as it has the whole support of the axle and the swing arm mount point uh, so this is a very strong piece it's stylish piece it's very well designed it's extremely durable and it does exactly as it's intended it protects your rear disc now, it's made from 6061 billet aluminium. It's available in a range of colors to suit your style needs, um, but this is a very useful and simple piece of uh, protection that for your bike. And it's, no matter whether you're on a track or on a trail, every bike will benefit from this product. You basically fit it in you and you forget it, basically. Um, you, you obviously need to do your normal maintenance in terms of greasing your slides of your calipers every so often. But in terms of the rest of it, you won't even notice it's there. It's just like the normal mount that you put your axle through every other time. But it's got a big, nice uh, disc fin to protect the rear disc, to prevent you from bending that disc and losing the rear brake in the middle of your ride, which is not fun for anybody. Now, they start from $249.95, but check forceaccessories.com.au for more details and specific price and fitments for your particular bike. But I highly recommend this piece, guys and girls. It's it's we've got one on our Gas Gas EC three fifty. 
the 2023 model that we're using as a test bike so far this year. Uh, and it's very, very good. Uh, it, there's, like I said, it, you, once you put it on, you can pretty much forget about it. It's just there. It does exactly as it's intended. Uh, it's not in the way when you're trying to do any maintenance. It's just a really nice product from Force Accessories. Check it out, guys and girls. Check out that website, forceaccessories.com.au. Get yourself one. It's very well worthwhile having on your bike. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back here on the Always Moto podcast. Hey, this is Cade Namrine riding for Monster Energy, Luke Soil, KTM, Team Tata Racing, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, we are back. Thanks for sticking around on the Always Moto podcast, episode 64. We're almost done here, but we're going to wrap up this uh, show here with just a couple of side notes on this on the way out. Uh, we are working on a couple of uh, interviews coming up here for a special World Supercross preview show that we'll be getting out in the next sort of two weeks in the lead up to that opening round. Uh, so we're looking forward to bringing you a bunch of interviews for that. We're trying to get a couple of guys on that are going to be riding. Uh, we've been reaching out to a few. We're just waiting on a couple of confirmations and we'll be getting that together. So we've been light on the interviews in the last few weeks, been a little busy with uh, you know the day job, but also with trying to set up some things for World Supercross. So hopefully we'll bring you something exciting for World Supercross here in the next two weeks. Now, don't forget, you've got to send those T-shirt orders all the way through to info at alwaysmoto.com. Follow us on the social media pages to stay up to date with all things injury and moto. Search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed and please leave a rating of it on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us stay relevant and searchable on those platforms. Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au and we'll soon have more content coming here on alwaysmoto.com. But that's it for another show, guys and girls. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks to Slamboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots, and Tech 167 3D Printing for the show support. Thanks to the Fantasy League sponsors that we've listed out before. We won't go through them again. Thanks to the Always Moto Contractor. Thanks to you guys and girls for listening. And remember, you need to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.